0: Welcome to the Foxes and Fowl podcast, season two. Foxes and Fowl is the campus ministry of the United Church of Canada at the University of British Columbia. We are committed to exploring the ways that God is at work in us and others for the healing and renewal of the world. We believe that God has called us to live in a particular way in this world, the way of Jesus. To help us do that, over the next several weeks, we're going to take a break from our usual pattern of longer interviews and dive into St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians together, one little step at a time. We hope you'll join us on the way.
1: Hey there, welcome to the Foxes and Fowl Podcast. I'm Aaron. Thanks for joining us as we make our way through St. Paul's letter to the Ephesians. If this is your first time listening, then you may want to go back to the first episode of this season called All Saints, or maybe this is the word that God wants for you today. Either way, I'm glad you're here, because today we're continuing in Paul's prayer at the heart of the letter, chapter 3, verses 14 to 21. See, Paul is not simply satisfied to tell us about the good news of God in Christ. He wants to pray us into it, to move knowledge of God from our heads to our hearts, so that we can live in the wonder and truth of God's good will for us and for all things in everything that we do. Because the Christian life isn't about simply giving assent to the right things. It's learning to live fully and freely in the way that God made us to live. It's to cast off the things that bind and weigh us down, as Paul says elsewhere. The the sin, the muck that clings to us and keeps us from living completely in right relationship with God, our true selves, each other, and all creation. So that we can begin to become the answer to the prayer that Jesus taught us, that God's kingdom would come on earth as it is in heaven. We get to be living signs, what Paul calls elsewhere, first fruits, uh, the promise of a greater harvest, the promise of the world as it will be when God gets the world that God wants. And to get us there, Paul prays this, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. I pray that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith as you are being rooted and grounded in love. This is a wild thing. It it tells us that the life of the Trinity, God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is at work in us and through us. This is important, right? Earlier we, we heard that Paul was bowed in prayer for us before the father from whom every family in heaven and on earth takes its name, this divine parent who's outlandishly committed to us. Then in the last episode, we considered what it means to be caught up with God's spirit. And you know, I think that most people are okay with the idea that there's a spiritual element to our lives. Our experience bears this out. There's more going on than we can touch and taste and see. There is life beyond the end of our noses. The trouble is, when we talk about being spiritual, that can get pretty vague. Right? Spirituality is a nebulous reality. I mean, even Jesus says in John's Gospel that even the Holy Spirit, God's own Spirit, is like the wind that blows where it pleases, impossible to pin down. That is the Spirit who is at work in us to grow us in strength according to the riches of the glory of God, but... Here, Paul takes kind of another breathtaking step. He prays that by the Spirit, Christ himself would dwell in our hearts through faith. Christ, God who can be touched, God in the dust, is made deeply intimate with us by the Holy Spirit. God's intimacy, the Holy Spirit, makes God's most intimate self-revelation. God's love for us made fully known the word made flesh Jesus himself known to us in the depths of our heart I'm I'm not sure this is an image that gets better by explaining it I mean this is another reality that Christ dwells in our heart that's best prayed into meditated on chewed over settled deep into it, it's a profound reality but it's also an invitation to recognize that our lives are an extension of God's work in Jesus, in and for the world. If if Jesus is alive in our hearts through faith, that is, trust in his will and way. For Christians, faith isn't about knowing all the right answers. It's about trusting the one who does. The one who tells us that he is the way and the truth and the life. Now, I, I heard someone ask the other day, what would jesus have to do for you that he has not already done in order for you to trust him what would jesus have to do for you that he has not already done in order for you to trust him because when we learn to trust in jesus we become more and more deeply rooted and grounded in the love of god for us and for all things and we become signs of that love we begin to conform our lives to the shape and pattern of that love to the will and way of God in Christ. You know, the word Christian began as kind of an insult. It means little Christ. The early church was mocked for living their lives according to God's dream for the world, made known in Jesus. And like the saints of every generation, when we live that way, we look weird in the world. Christians are supposed to look weird enough in the world as it is that when God gets the world that God wants, we'll fit right in. In cahoots with Jesus, we become people radically committed, root down committed from our very core to learning how to love God and to love the world that God loves with everything we've got and come what may, it is weird and it's glorious. So may it be so. Amen. Thanks to the Foxes and Fowl team and the Pacific Mountain region of the United Church of Canada for making this happen. Thanks as ever to Davis Miller for the soundtrack. I hope you can join us next time. And until then, grace and peace.